Hey guys, John here with a quick message before this episode of the RVA Returners podcast. I apologize in advance for some audio issues you're going to hear during this episode because I had some uh, errors with my setup where I was basically turned up to like 9,000% on my volume. So I apologize in advance for any creaking or breathing or microphone on and off sounds that you hear during this episode. I did my best to kind of edit around it um, and I promise we fix all the audio issues going forward. So please enjoy this episode. Thank you so much. Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Really quick, uh, I, now that you guys did that, I have to play go straight at the next 1k <laughs> for the light because both of you are free, anyways. So, it doesn't... there you go, dude. There you go. That's right. That'll yes, be the round sir. one music. Yes, sir. That's exactly how that works. And John, you're recording, aren't you? Oh, yeah, we're in. Fuck yes. And <laughs> speaking of going straight. We're going straight into the next episode. Of- <laughs> we are back. It is. Uh, we are fresh off of Destiny's Crossroads. Dest out of Destiny's Crosshairs. Destiny's Crossword. Pick your poison. We're here, and uh, you know it's 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 been a little bit. Um, you know we don't want to say it's been a while. You know we just it's been a while. Schedule. We're, we're experimenting with a lot of new things, and we'll kind of cover all that. But you know what? I don't want to get too ahead of myself. There's a lot to talk about. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, on the case, grab your badge, grab your gun, get the cruiser. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. 10-4. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's 10-4 coming back at you. And we are joined today by a very special guest. I almost want you to, like, put John Cena's music here. Um, because we're Camp himself, like aka Shadow Greg. We've got Greg Cole. Greg Cole, say hi to everybody out there in podcast land. Yeah, guys, I can't believe I'm here. It's an honor to be here. Thank you very, very much. I love this place and I love your cast. Well, the pleasure is all because always have balls. It's it's also some of mine. <laughs> I, I share in the pleasure. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pleasure to be had here on the RVA Returners Podcast. This is episode 87. Um, so, you know, again, we're, we're slowly approaching episode 100. Um, like I said, you know, the, the recording schedule hasn't been as frequent because we have actually been uh, exploring a lot of new avenues in the last month or so. And you know what, John, we're just going to dive right into it. We're going to talk about all these new avenues, all of these all these exciting things we have coming down the pipe. and you know, I, I I almost caught myself asking you, Greg, Mr. Cole, Mr. Warrior of Light himself, where where do you think we're going that's going to have all of this information just right there at your fingertips? Do you know? Because I need you to tell me. It's the news! That's excellent. That was, uh, that's top, that was a top tier of the news. That was a top tier of the news. I, we need to get that soundbite somewhere. It'll be. 
It'll be. It will be. <laughs> it will be. It it shall be. <laughs> it shall be as is tradition. All right. First up for the news this week. Um, you know, we're going to start off how we always like to start it off. Uh, John, go ahead and grab your speech, your paperwork, because it is now time for the Octagon Stadium. Okay, Chris, I did bring my documents today. We are prepared. Oh, we are prepared to address the nation. Uh, actually, many nations, I, I imagine. Um, so the Octagon State of the Union, of course, the Octagon State of the Union is good. We are thriving. Um, we have just come off of a massive success, which we are going to talk about a lot more later. The uh, Winnebox tournament that we held last weekend. Um, it was awesome. We had just about almost 50 players come out, and we were there all day just having awesome competitive Opus 11 action, Chris. And it was sorely needed and sorely missed. And I think we felt that both in the people playing, ourselves, and um, even everybody at home like watching. I mean, Chris, we were there for 11 hours, and it wasn't nearly as draining for me as some of the other great. events. I was just hungry when I was finished. I was just so happy the whole time. And I think the pace really helps with that, right? We have virtually zero downtime. I mean, there's literally never a commercial break. It doesn't happen, mm -hmm. right? Um, turnaround time was, uh, I want to say, less than five minutes when results were in. It was, it was probably like two minutes when results were in, but the actual time before they can make the table gives them a little time but i mean you know we want to give people a chance to get up and, and do whatever they got to do at home um but i think all in all um it was great it were, you know really really well ran very well um we're going to talk about you know the winner <laughs> and everybody else a little bit more later i don't want to take the thunder away from the main topic but um it does mean that we successfully fired one of these events chris um it was the biggest octagon event that we've ever held besides the uh community cup and it fired almost absolutely flawlessly the only issue we had the entire time was a single player had a client crash on their computer for one round that was it everything else even the disconnects players reconnected we had no other issues because of the program or because of the fact that we were playing online or anything like that um and it was it, it just felt so good like it, it was perfect it was everything we wanted the community cup to be which means of course that the wheels are in motion for the community cup to come back and uh planning is happening and you guys are going to get some news very soon absolutely and uh you know to kind of keep the news train going um at least specifically with octagon i know uh you know obviously our weeklies are still firing off we, we had a what was it 11 players yesterday yeah uh yeah i think 12 or 12 yeah something like that yeah and i know uh greg cole you know, you you've been firing off weeklies left and right, man. You've just been popping off shots, and your posts have, your posts that you've been doing with those have been very uh, very heartfelt, very uh, very engaging. Uh, so, how how have your locals? I mean, they seem like they've been going well. Uh, but in your opinion, how are how have things been going? Has it just been just a steady? You know, you're just rocking it out, or did you, did it take a little bit? Um, we have like so. I would say that the light LGS in Azusa has a ton of like hardcore locals. Okimoto mm -hmm. lives across the street, David Valles, and then you have all the TOs from like the Smash community, Magic the Gathering community, mm -hmm. the Pathfinder mm -hmm. uh, community, RPG community, they also play. So you have like Brian Hefner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have like all those like very, very familiar names um, in the California and NA groups for FFTCG that also have their like side tournament operators and, and side uh, hobbies that they also oh, wow. conduct there. So um 
the it's it just been great it's a blessing uh my like our number one priority was that we wanted to fire mm -hmm. and so we just did whatever it took and and most people are just like you know oh they don't have a set day when are they going to do it and then i talk to my team and i'm like hey guys when do you want to do it and no everybody's just like like they don't really care so like i actually talked to shriner about it and i was just like we basically just do it whenever people want to do it it doesn't we don't really have a set day um and that's that's what's been working for it is that people speak up and say hey can we do a tournament and which is pretty much every other day and then we just do it and that's just the way it's been that's awesome uh, they're basically fired on demand that's so cool yeah i love that it's like it's like those great paper tournament side of it side events where it's like oh you got eight people to sign up let's just just fire on demand events that's actually really really cool yeah man that's um so one thing that i do pride uh no, i say pride but i'm it's me giving credit to somebody i didn't do it um one of my favorite things about a like paper tcg's online client now obviously we don't have an official one for final fantasy but for pokemon in theirs they actually have like constantly there's just pickup tournaments firing of eight people i think magic arena probably has that now too uh which is you know much more recent but um that's just so smart and that's so cool that like we have to provide that kind of thing so i'm glad that greg is providing that because it's one of my favorite features of any kind of playing cards online is just that a pickup tournament being available for players is such a great idea no absolutely. yeah it it's so worth it and something i forgot to mention was that not only do the our locals play but people from out of state and out of the country and and in other continents all over the world they also play as well and we have people that are playing at like three o'clock in the morning on their time just to play with us because they probably don't know what it's like to have like a community and they converse with us on a daily basis and we go over rulings or they help out the new players um that are interested in learning the game but haven't downloaded octagon yet but they're you know by being in the environment, they're inspired to want to learn and want to play. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of the thing that I try to uh, offer to all the new players and everybody that's uh, buying new product or they're like learning the game for the first time or they're interested or I met them playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake on the remake board, stuff like that. And I'm doing the best I can to take advantage of the remake release mm -hmm. by also grabbing players from remake that are absolutely shocked that there's a Final Fantasy TCG. And I actually have a thread in the seven group that i talked with about with the mods on the seven group and hey i was like hey can i do this is this is okay and they're like absolutely go for it and you won't believe how many people don't know that the fftcg exists i believe it remake or thrive and remake yeah yeah and, and, and we and we talked about it before on this cast how this year was the year of final fantasy 7 and you know i do think you know had covid 19 not happened I do think that there would have been a lot more exposure. And I think as the year progressed, especially any event that was post remake release, you would have seen a spike in numbers. And this is from, I think locals all the way up to crystal cup level events. I genuinely, genuinely believe that. I agree with you. And, and to close out on, on my TLDR, basically what I'm saying is right now is the time to show people what Final Fantasy TCG community is about and it's to introduce them to our culture and how jolly everybody is. It's This is that time because people are so bored and they need something to do. And mm -hmm. the slightest interest of this game is what is inviting new players into the game because it gives them the opportunity to explore something new and also do it for free because they could play Octagon for free and, and play with yeah. us for free. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And uh, you know, that kind of segues into the next piece of news. You know, th speaking of new things and 
um, you know, something that we want to kind of help aid with new players and existing players alike. John, today we officially launched our RPA Returners Patreon. Yes. It's been a long time coming. This is something that me and Adam Lane talked about, like, back when we first started, but it was very much a back burner kind of thing um, because we were just like, you know, we were just very hyper-focused on the cast. Like, pretty much for the for the longest time, we were hyper-focused on the podcast and playing in events because, obviously, we had to we had to put our money where our mouth is, right? Like, we, mm-hmm. you know, we can't talk about cards if we don't know how the fuck to play cards. So we had to, you know, get in there and, you know, ruffle some feathers and kick some ass. And then we can kind of start exploring other avenues. But now the time the time is right. And John, let's go ahead and, you know, you know, this whole thing was kind of put together. You know, you're the one who kind of put this whole thing together, brought it to fruition. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris, you know when the time is right? The time is right when people are literally asking you to create a Patreon so they can help. Yeah. <laughs> like, like people were like, why don't you guys have this? Please, can you make one? And so I thought, okay, so what would what would ours look like, right? What would a Patreon look like that we want to do? Because we've never been in this for for any kind of profit or making the money or even even paying to keep the lights on, Chris. We we kind of donate this. This is our resource that we give to you guys, and and yeah. we just love doing it. It's a labor of love, as Very much as anything else. Uh, same for the Octagon events. Everything is you know the locals always free. Swinabox us weekend free. Um, you know when we can, when it makes sense, we try and you know. We, we don't want to put anything behind some kind of gate for like that. Like you said, the new players, you know, the people that we want to welcome in. So uh, this is for the people who've been here for a while. You know, the people who um, want to help us usher those people in and create content for everybody while, you know, you're at home. I know everybody just wants more and more and more of it. And we're happy to make more and more for you. Um, but, you know, sometimes we need stuff. We need a little help. And this really helps us out. And it also just gives us a great way to like give you guys some more of those things you want, like some more of the interaction, some more of the access, some more different types of content, some more fun things. Um, and it's just an easier way for us to kind of funnel that to you. So um, we have a whole bunch of different tiers, everything from like $1, $3, uh, all the way up to 25 bucks. And we give you all kinds of crazy stuff once you get up to the higher numbers. But even just um, popping in, you know, uh, the one, the three, you guys are going to get things like, uh, you know, we'll thank you, of course. Of course we're going to thank you on the cast and things like that. Um, we're going to put up, like, raw, unedited episodes of the podcast so you can hear us just kind of, like, popping off and doing all these weird we little... Some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ask... Greg, Greg's been here for, you know, what, 10 minutes? And uh, I'm sure he's already already feels like he's behind the scenes. <laughs> can i can i just really quick and yeah go ahead show some respect oh. to you guys acknowledge you guys uh the community including myself and like very very close friends of ours that we all share have been listening to you guys for what over what over a year maybe even two years now is that right we're, i think we're approaching two years i mean yeah heck chris i was probably listening to you for a year before i jumped on well let's see well let, let's do the math on that boston we, we, we recently passed the year anniversary of Boston. That was a two-year anniversary of Boston, right? That's, that's, it was a yeah. two-year anniversary? Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, Chris, it's this would have been the third years. competitive season. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been over two years. Yeah. yeah. So it's been over two years. We've been listening to you guys in our car rides to work every single morning. We've been listening to you guys during the pandemic. We've been playing in your tournaments. We've been, you know, helping you guys out and, and doing those World of Ruin level events and stuff. Like, you guys have been working your asses off on this 
for everybody that's listening, please, please, please contribute to them because um, this is like absolutely phenomenal. This this content is is so relevant and it's so necessary. Like this RBA Returners podcast is so 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 necessary to the community, and we're so grateful for you guys, uh, especially the late Adam Lane. Thank you guys so much. Oh my goodness! Oh my God! Oh no! Adam Lane is very much alive. He's very much alive. Just box moment. Disclaimer. Adam Lane is very much alive. Uh, no, but really, I'm Greg, thank you, you thank you, thank you so when much. We leave events, and there's a, a RBA Returners uh, podcast that comes out. When we're leaving an event, we're all out together on the road or something. We pop that thing right in, dude. <laughs> that thing goes right in through the auxiliary or the Bluetooth of the van or the vehicle or everybody's plugged in, man. It's it's the jam. We need it. It's it's our our source of news and uh, like seriously, unfiltered, great stuff. Thank you guys. Well, there you go. Yeah, so so um, we we love doing it, man. It's great. It, we feed off you. You feed off us. Thank you so much for that. We really do. Feed uh, Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, honestly, where does this money go? Uh, we just buy boxes. Yeah, and we put t- these tournaments together, you know? You're literally bending over backwards to give your money right back to you. Yeah, like, uh, it, it really, really, we are. Um, so, you know, if you just want to help us do more, you want these tournaments to have like bigger, better prizes, um, this is how we do it, you know? So please, if you, if you're interested, uh, some of the things that we offer for you guys for some of the different tiers, there's things like getting to hear Chris and I just kind of riff on different things on like these little mini episodes. Um, we have things like you guys getting to interact with us in a discord channel where you can suggest topics for the cast and, and you can, it's kind of like the fast lane. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, God, I wish we had Adam lane on here. We can have the fast lane, the fast lane, there you go with the fast lane with Adam lane. That'd be, that's perfect. It's almost too good. Chris, we, you feel like you gotta, to, uh, we might have to call him out of retirement. Call, <laughs> that's call just the, uh, favor from the commission. It'll be the, uh, like, that's just the side cast i almost said side quest basically yeah. side quest a side cast um side quest also is by the way a news topic but um yeah and then of course the one thing i'm just gonna say chris one of my favorite things here is that the ten dollar for the rookie detective uh, chris adams will record for you your very own nor detective intro made to order Every, you know however you want it i'll give you a nickname everything i'll give you like a real quick like backstory like how you got on the beat it's just it's you know for you and you only it's going to be great. You can use it as like your voicemail. You can just play it for yourself in the morning, like hype yourself up. You can yeah. film a movie with it, whatever you want to do. Um, so sure you... <laughs> in a tournament, we'll, we'll, we'll use that. We'll use that detective name if that's what you wish. There you go. And yeah, so we'll have that. Uh, you'll see that link popping up and going around. Uh, of course, it's just patreon.com slash RVA returners. So if you, uh, if you feel so inclined, thank you in advance. And speaking of thank yous, uh, we would like to thank, we've got our first five, Patrons here, Sergio Garcia, James Lockwood, Ryan Galloway, Jonathan Gingrich, and Jesse Pinedo. Pinedo? I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Jesse. And thank all of you. Like, I know, like, it's been up for, you know, what, six hours at this point? (laughs) Something like that. I threw it up at work. (laughs) I believe, I believe, uh, you know, just you know just because you know a big special shout out i know james lockwood was first in number one first in line definitely appreciate that you always remember your first wink um so i appreciate i definitely appreciate all of you thank you all so much um you know we're we're doing this for you and we can't we cannot say that enough that there's we the only thing we we're like we're like a dad cooking dinner for his family right like we we don't make a plate for ourselves we're just happy watching you guys eat 
that, and that's what this is for. That's right. There you go. And uh, speaking of just uh, housekeeping stuff with the Patreon, uh, we also have just, you know, we've been updating and working on the website while we've been, you know, quarantined and having a little more time on our hands. So uh, it, we actually changed it to just rbareturners.com instead of returners, FFTCG, I think was the old link. So rbareturners.com, now you're going to see things like our new side quest articles are going up, which is just some fun decks that we've been playing against each other and, you know, basically just our our own casual jams. Uh, we just started recording them for you guys, and and those are paper games, so that, that scratches a couple, you know, audio itches for you. You get to hear, like, cards flickering and shuffles oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And you get yeah. to see all the misplays we make. Oh, there's lots of them. Yeah, we're, it's like early, we're having coffee, I'm like, that card works how? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. great. Uh, so come on, come on by, watch us practice bad decks. Uh, it's almost yeah. like coffee and bullshit, you know, but well, the, the, there's a good analysis, though. We dive deep, right? Yeah. Sorry, I know that's what you were just about to say. No, 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 absolutely. You hit the nail right on the head, John. Like, that's what we're doing. We, we build these these decks that, you know, that, that could have, you know, pretty, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, decks that could and are competitive that might be, you know, maybe tier 1.5, tier 2. Yeah, you can win locals. Tier Easy. Three. Yeah, something, something you would, like, uh, I always make the comparison to FNM decks, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but to be fair electrostatic pummeler uh, that time in standard started out as an fnm deck and it was like a world's caliber deck so you know you you that this is kind of how you discover you come out of your comfort zone you play cards and elements that maybe you wouldn't normally play um and that's kind of what we do like you know adam duncan has the most recent one out with the monks list and he was like hey i opened three ursulas let's make it let's, you know, let's do something with it and obviously he built the list um you know i did the same thing with the turks um that he did he had one before that i can uh, he did a he kind of mod he modified my ice water Final Fantasy VI list. You know, these are decks that could, you could easily take to a tournament and feel very comfortable with. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we just kind of dive. We just play some games. We dive in. We explore them, and you know, we just have a good time. It's not about winning. It's just about learning the cards. Exactly. Exactly. So, and maybe you just get a little insight from us. You know. Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. But it's been good. Um, be on the lookout for those. We're trying to get those, you know, at least once a week, and we've we've kind of stuck to that. We're about three in right now. I know. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually want to play some paper games this week, so I, I have a deck I want to do for a side quest, or I might actually do a a real deck for a story mission. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Which I think we're like in depth article. Yeah, I think we're jamming them. Uh, like after this, if you have time, right? I think we said Thursday. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I don't know whatever's going on. Uh, tomorrow, for sure. I'm playing some games with Adam, or if you're around, yeah. Alright, and uh, what do we got next on our news, Chris? That's uh... well, The last piece of news, um, well, there's a, well, no, I'm sorry, there's a couple more pieces. Here. I know, we've got, we got a list. We, we, we gotta get the bad news out first. I mean, obviously, uh... it's no secret to anybody. Uh, the, the competitive season has been postponed in its entirety. Um... We, we all knew it was coming. Um, I'm glad that the announcement came. I know, you know, there were still a lot of hopefuls for like your Gen Cons and your, you know, your um, Kansas City events and then maybe the stuff on the latter half of the season. Um, but it's not going to happen. You know, we'll just, you know, we'll lick our wounds. We'll come back next season. But, you know, as sad as that is, that it's given us the opportunity to, you know, we we don't <laughs> we're having a stepdad moment. We're not trying to be your dad. We're just trying we're just trying to love you. So, you know, we've been doing our you know we we tried to do the World of Ruin event, and this is segueing into the last piece of news. Um, we tried the World of Ruin event. You know, we had the issues with Octagon. We had to call it after three rounds. You know, John, you were deep in the tank with 
the guys from Octagon, Doc specifically, I believe. Doc and Brian, yeah, big shout out to both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so everything, you know, we did stress tests, everything looks good. So we were like, well, you know, coming hot off the tails of the remake, you know, why not pull a fucking Chadley and have cloud. a simulator? <laughs> hey, cloud. Cloud. So we did the Shenra Soldier Battle Simulator. That's a mouthful. Um, and it went off without a hitch. We 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 kind of baby stepped it. We made it a free event. We just put up a box for the winner, which in an ironic twist of events, you know, we'll get to that. Um, so we, a box was for the winner. Um, and we capped it at 64 players just in case. Um, we kind of wanted to make this one free just as like a goodwill gesture, right? We wanted to see, well, if it crashes, then people have lost nothing but their time, right? Um, it's like, how do you coax like a like a beaten dog back? You know, like I'm not gonna hurt you. Like, come on, here's a free, here's a couple bones, here's some free food. Like, exactly. like it's okay. I promise. It's this time's different. Exactly, and and we nailed it. Like, it actually went off without a hitch. Obviously, you said earlier the only issue that was had was uh one of the players they actually their their client crashed um and like real talk i had more problems with discord that day than the tournament had so, <laughs> so overall it was a great event and that's why we've we've got greg cole here and we'll dive into this tournament but this was the first of what we're trying to do monthly um next month i'm i would like to if we don't do the world of ruin re remake next month um, I know we're kind of flip-flopping. I want to bring you guys uh, Soldier Series number eight, the last in the series, so we can finally get our eighth uh, champion and we can have that eight-man tournament of champions I've been trying to have. Um, so be on the lookout for announcements and news from that. We're probably going to cap that one at 64 players again. Um, just, again, for ease, I would expect we'll probably get right around 50 or, you know, because the other one went on so well, we may actually cap out. and as we start to see that cap rise, we will up the cap for these monthlies. Um, we just want to keep it simple for the time being. But with that being said, let's just dive into the event that we just had this past week. And Greg Cole, the champ, where you at, son? Where you at? Yo, what's up? Where I'm you right at? here. Yo, yo, yo. What's so, Greg, you came out on top of the Shinra Soldier Simulator Tournament. Tell us about your tournament, Greg. You know, you uh, you know, you went what you finished X two and ended up being what the fifth or sixth seed going into top eight. Yeah, something like that. Probably, definitely the bottom top eight. Yeah. But you're always you're always a top to me, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, but anyway, so Greg, what are your thoughts on the event? Uh, the event was absolutely amazing um i remember actually the world of ruin and i remember playing resident evil 3 during swiss uh rounds and just mm -hmm. um enjoying the the atmosphere and the environment and the presence and the craziness because i think uh john said it before that you kind of get a crystal cup vibe from it mm -hmm. because of the uh, the amount of madness going on so um i it was absolutely flawless the rounds were quick the structure was quick the organization was quick um, everything was professional. Um, and, and you mentioned somebody got disconnected, but that might not be on Octagon's end. That might actually be on uh, that player's end. So um, it, it seems to me like uh, the system uh, for Octagon that weekend was uh, pretty flawless. And then uh, I saw Brian in the Twitch, right? 
I believe so. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, watching the tournament. Yeah, he was talking about how he got introduced to Final Fantasy TCG, and uh, uh, yeah, I believe uh, Brian, Doc, and uh, a couple other admins and mods of, of Octagon, they, I think they do this uh, as a free service, and then they get the donations on the uh, donation button on Octagon, and that's about it, so. Um, but other than that, um, you know, I really, uh, geez, it, it's, you can't really, you know, you can't really know how important it is and how how lucky we are to be able to do this stuff together you know and, and during the pandemic and and during the state of the world and uh you know it's a very it's a huge blessing to be able to have this still you know what i mean it's such a very very huge blessing i'm very very grateful for it so well uh, again thank you guys for doing this for us no of course of course our yeah, pleasure. It was a great event. We had what John forty six players, I think, when it all when, when we actually started. fired. Yeah, uh, for we expected a few uh, people who like signed up who either forgot or like didn't come or whatever because it was free, right? Uh, there, that's one of the reasons we had to put. Uh, we actually discussed what the entry level would be for the World of Ruin based on where we thought somebody would commit an amount of money that they would actually show up to the tournament, mm -hmm. and we like wouldn't have to worry about uh, them just like no showing round one. Um, yeah, so so we actually only had uh, at the end of round one. I want to say we were done like forty six players, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was great, man. We had people from again. Um, I know we had uh, the one Italian player. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I'm forgetting. Uh, we had Emmanuel. That's right, that's right. Yes. Emmanuel, um, um, I, I apologize. I'm trying. To, uh, his last name was. I'll find it. I'm gonna go look. I'm looking. We can edit this. Where where are we at? 34 oh, got it because well because you know it was important because not only did he top four this tournament strano manuel strano that's right yes he, he top four this event but i believe he won an online italian tournament like the same weekend yeah if not like the same day <laughs> or he I played eric i don't know if he played in that i think he i think he played did he win that tournament i believe he did i don't know yeah he he was doing yeah he was going crazy he made it all the way up to i want to say top four and he was top four in our event Mm -hmm. And let's see, the best of three Italian tournament. Oh, sure as God's got sandals with the same deck, Emmanuel Strano, first place. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a hell of a day of cards. Right? I think that the date on that tournament is also Saturday. It, it is. Now, <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. That's impressive. That's Emmanuel Strano. Well done. Move. Well done. But, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about this event a little bit. You know, we had our, we had our top eight. Um, very stacked top eight here as well. Um, as soon as Octagon, not Octagon, but FF decks. I'm so I'm so used to I'm, I'm so gun shy. I'm so used to blaming. Everything. It's okay, Chris. I have it all in uh, Discord right here. So the top eight was uh, Brian Wynn, who is no stranger to destroying locals with Wind Water. Here, sure enough, he wind took what he played. Yep, he took Wind Water. Uh, he does very very well in our weeklies. Uh, Robert Phillips, of course, our friend from uh, EU over there. We got Brian Berkeley, world commentator Brian Berkeley, Sharina. It was awesome that she got to come out for one of our tournaments and just crushed it. Uh, yeah. and Sharina and Greg, of course, both from California. Uh, Mr. Sam Toole from down there in Georgia. Emmanuel, of course, from uh, Italy. And then Sam Prime. The defending national champion, which, funny story about that. The last round, going into the last round of Swiss, Greg, you were in ninth place. You were on the bubble going into the last round. I believe Sam Prime was second or third, maybe even fourth. Like he, was, or, he, was, he was up near the top of the standings. Um, so he, you said he conceded to you after, after the game. Yeah, he actually did it on stream. Um, I wanted mm -hmm. to bring it up once we got, 
uh, started talking about um, topping it and stuff because mm -hmm. the reality is if it wasn't for Sam Prime, uh, thank you very much, Sam. Uh, if it wasn't for his kindness in that moment, I wouldn't have uh, uh, played in top eight and I wouldn't have been able to go to finals. So uh, this was Sam's doing and uh, I, I'm very grateful and very lucky for his support in that moment. Well, yeah. it's so funny because this is the second time we've seen something like this happen. John, I don't know if you remember the Ultros Cup. Yes, yes. The last round of Swiss, Colin Coughlin conceded to Top 8 Johnny. Top 8 Johnny makes Top 8 and goes on and wins the uh, – because it was a win in it. Yeah, it just Johnny becomes Top Johnny. To win the tournament. Yeah. It's uh, the Kingmakers out there, Chris. Exactly, exactly. We are affiliated with the Kingmakers. Yeah, but, but uh, Sam had a hell of a day of cards too. Uh mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a, it was really nice of him. Um, it's kind of like I was saying to you guys, and I even said it on stream a little bit. In uh, Pokemon, where I come from, you can uh, do draws. So people will, if you have like a good enough record, and you you sit there and you basically are just like mathing it out, and a ton of people just do intentional draws or ID into top cut. So it's like, oh, that's the kind of situation where you know these guys would clearly have both done that if that was an option in this game to get themselves in the top. And uh, Sam probably crunching a little bit of the numbers there and seeing that there's a chance that, you know, if he gets the damage, right, it scoops it to Greg, that they both make it. And that's, like, a really cool thing. And um, and I think that Sam was, like, he was kind of cool either way if, like, he didn't keep playing. Because, you know, this was a long day. And at the end of it, it was uh, just a box that we put up. So we do know, that, you know, of course, some people stuck around for a long day and, you know, you didn't get it. But we did from the beginning say it was like uh, oh chris the microwave that's the second time this is you know you can tell we're working from home you know normally normally we record the the podcast in the office but you know we're working from home no it's it's, it's okay it's okay it's just it's just so i couldn't not address it the second time it happened um it's our work from home sound effects pretty much yeah uh yeah exactly exactly we're not at the actual hideout we're uh, we're at home yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was really awesome of him to do that, and uh, it did end up in both of you guys being in there, and uh, I think that it was cool that he was like, okay, now I'm going to play a deck that I was inspired by in Swiss, is what uh, Sam switched to. And speaking of switching, Chris, we let players switch their decks almost every round during Swiss, in which most players that we found out who made top have said to us they really didn't switch that often. So Greg, actually, I'm curious if you just switched it all during Swiss, Although we will talk about, and we know we did make a big switch for top eight. Oh yeah, I went from uh, my uh, bread and butter scions during Swiss, and then I switched to fire and ice and. Top. But you did scions for all of the Swiss rounds. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think what was it, six rounds, right? Yeah, I did scions mm -hmm. with in all six rounds of Swiss. Yeah, and then I switched to fire and ice and top. Yeah, I want to say that like one, two, three, four. I want to say like four or five of our players, at least that I know for sure played the same deck for all six rounds even though we would let know, players switch decks. I, I know obviously brian uh brian did both brian's did actually and i apologize brian quinn is that how you pronounce his last name i think so yeah i mean i i'm okay. assuming i'm sorry i've never and met I, brian I apologize i've never met brian please correct us i've been uh, saying it every wednesday so i'm gonna get in trouble if that's wrong every whole wednesday <laughs> oh goodness oh no anyway, <laughs> back right. down chris down indeed <laughs> Well, I, I believe I'm, I'm pretty certain Brian Berkeley didn't switch. Uh, we know Brian uh, Brian Wynn didn't switch. Um, I don't think Emmanuel switched. I know Rob Phillips was on fire ice every time I saw him. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam Tool didn't switch. Um, Serena didn't switch. No, I think Sam Prime um, was playing like a Sam Prime. I don't think might not have switched either. Right, he was That's playing the Sid Two deck, right? Greg. Yeah. Uh, 
because I know he uh, he slammed that Doga against Greg playing Scions, and it was it was brutal to watch. Yeah, I got my ass kicked. <laughs> I, I felt we, we I was just sitting. We I mean, not, not oh, tool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, and I, I think it was definitely uh, might be part of the reason why you switched to Fire Ice. I don't I don't think Scions can just hang with those Doga lists that because yeah, it was trouble too much. It's it's scary to think of the possibility of me playing Scions against two Doga and Top Cut, and then potentially matching up against two of uh, two NA Worlds reps running Doga. So exactly, Greg. So talk to us about this switch. What would you like to know, sir? Everything, <laughs> Greg. Start from the top and get all the way to the bottom. Can we have like a soundbite of like us pressing like the two chunky buttons on like an old eighties recorder? Start from the top. <laughs> click, We're click. <laughs> Uh, so, uh... The interrogation of Greg Cole. Of, of Shadow Greg. Yes, this is the, the interrogation of Shadow Greg. Tape one. Well, my main focus was I wanted to recycle the box, right? Just kidding. But, um, <laughs> I, I was really, really scared of, uh, having to go up against, uh, Sam, both Sam's because those lists are obviously like hard counters for Scions. And so though I, I was very, very surprised. I'm sure both of you guys were very surprised that they didn't move on to finals. Is that, you know, are we all on the same page here? Yeah, I'm actually very surprised that yeah. uh, they both yeah. took an early exit in top eight. Yeah, so that was that situation. And uh, I just knew that Fire and Ice, uh, I guess apparently Robert Phillips knew it too, that uh, I think Fire and Ice was the the cho the choice uh, for for the event. I think that deck is just an amazing an amazing deck. I really I really uh, enjoyed playing it. Um, not only is it a, a very very strong deck like tier one tier zero, uh, but it also is very enjoyable to play. So aggro is one of my favorite uh, play styles. Well, and let's talk about some of your card choices, Greg. Uh, this is moving on to the the interrogation of Shadow Greg Tape Two. Um, so we're looking at some of your card choices. Some of them are, you know, are would be considered mad lad choices, uh, right? Like we're only looking at one shadow. We're running a forward setzer versus the backup setzer. Uh, we're running one Laswell, uh, one Genesis. We're running, um, you know, a ghost forward cyan. But the most alarming thing here is I take my old man glasses and put them on my nose. I see, uh, count them six. Six copies of Celeste. Yeah, that's my girl. What's that girl? <laughs> so, what what uh, what kind of influenced your choices there? Were you just looking for Were you just looking for more variety? Because um, I mean, obviously, you're also running 19 backups. Um, just just talk to me about just the card choices. Did you just um Did you just say I'm going to throw a bunch of this in there? But I also did hear that you you your the deck was was the way it was because you only had these cards in foil. Oh yeah, that that's also true as well. I don't have a four drop Sabin foil. Uh, it was the hottest card of Opus Four, so those were flipping like crazy back in the day. I remember, um, and I I just never I never was able to 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 keep one. I know I got a non foil somewhere, but I got to dig. Um, but um, so basically, a, a huge shout out to uh, Christopher Neal. Huge shout out to Arvin Bernardo. I know uh, Chris Neal, yourself, Chris Adams. Uh, Matt Rice, uh, I've been talking with you guys and playing with you guys, Fire and Ice, uh, for two years now. Like we would 
probably have weekly, daily conversations about it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I took the 10.5 list. I think Chris Chris Neal won a 1K with it locally. Um, mm -hmm. And then I went from there and then I started practicing it. And then I jammed the Opus 11 spoilers into it. And then I was testing the deck and I was trying to understand the deck for what it's worth. And uh, long story short, the list is a representation of the lines of the deck that I believe Fire and Ice requires and needed. Now, I'm not the master of Fire and Ice. I would probably assume Kristen Neal is probably, either you, Chris Neal, Matt Rice, you know, uh, probably Arvin too, like you guys are probably the best Fire and Ice players in the world, you know? So for me to be able to, like the way I interpreted that deck and for the current meta of the, of the uh, Opus 11 meta that we're in, I said, this is the way that it probably needs to be right now. I don't believe the deck is in any shape or form like, uh, you know, uh, first place at every local going forward. Um, I don't think it's one of those decks. And um, there's reasonings with it uh, that basically, long story short, is that I don't think that Fire and Ice right now is going to just dull, freeze, and discard its way to victory anymore. And mm -hmm. so so that's what the six Celis and the three Edward were for, was because I believe Fire and Ice's weakness from all the reps I've been doing, um, and even at a time where I played three Shadow, um, and even two BFA and three Sephiroth and so on and so forth, is that um, I believe uh, the list was able to show uh, what the possibility of these one ofs are capable of and what these six of and three ofs are capable of uh, in the Opus 11 meta for a fire and ice deck that would only rely on before dull freezing and discarding, which is not not actually the case anymore, which is where one drop Zalera also shines. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the card I, that we really saw you get the most mileage out of. Um, being able to handle, was, uh, in my opinion, one of the toughest cards for fire ice to handle is uh bfa brassica's final aeon um but one cp zalera just presents a very very nice answer for that um and it does just kind of allow you to attack into that card um because the minute they turn sideways that thing's it, it's just dead it's just dead and it's cost you maybe a forward on the board and one cp or it could cost you nothing and you could just Dull it with Glacia and break it with Zalera. I, that, yep. That's also an. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's there's a lot of. I think that card was just a real workhorse. We also watched you uh, in your top eight match, uh, Snow with the new two CP Zidane. Uh, like I remember, Adam Lane was in the commentary booth watching us, and he was like, "Huh, that card seems really absurd with Snow." And Jordan Dank was saying the same thing. You know, Zidane's kind of a card that reads very straightforward. Um, yeah, shout out to both of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, big time. The top eight booth was bumping. I loved it. I watched the Twitch afterwards. It was so enjoyable. It was so much energy. I saw the comments from all the fans, everybody that was contributing. It was like insane. Like one of the, my favorite moments in FFTCG history. There was so much energy in the room. Greg, we were losing our minds when you were flipping these cells. Uh, the, like the runic sound comes on, and we're just. Ah! <laughs> The Zolera's too. Oh man, I kept joking. Like, I'm like, is that a good price? Is that a good price to kill the second BFA, the third Cloud tank? God bless you. Oh, right, he's a, a puppy dog. He a is sneezy a, he's little pup. <laughs> I think we can all agree that Fire Ice is very famous for being very, very efficient and very low curve. Oh yeah, agree. Interceptor has unlocked a scary, scary beast in Fire Ice. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I really think the big, the big 
I guess the one you can credit the, you know, kind of upswing in the deck, obviously, is Interceptor. Um, Interceptor is the card that really makes the deck work. It's it's the card we've been waiting for. We Everybody loves Interceptor, one of the most iconic Final Fantasy VI characters and Final Fantasy characters in history. Like, mm-hmm. everyone loves Interceptor. Like, just when he does his random, like, 9999 hits in the game and just comes out of nowhere while you have Shadow as one of your party members, it's crazy. People love that. It's so like, random and amazing. Wild Fang pops up on the screen. You're like, oh, here he comes! <laughs> oh, there, oh, there he was. And oh, good boy. I did want to mention, uh, you were talking about Snow Zidane. Mm-hmm. What is it about Zidane that Zidane is always an amazing, like, card? They always print really good Zidanes. What's up? I mean, a lot of the, like, main protagonists get that treatment. I think Squall maybe gets the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of them get, like, pretty pretty busted cards. It's true. Zidane is probably oh, pound for pound a, a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but uh, well, Squall and uh, Furion, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'd say maybe it's Furion. But no, like, let's be honest, the 2CP Furion is still pretty gas. Yeah, and even that new yeah. Fire Furion is seeing, I mean, we saw it close out a lot of games for Brian. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good segue into, you know, we'll go right into our main topic here. Um, obviously, Greg Cole winning with Fire Ice. Oh, one last thought. So, the ironic twist I was talking about. Um, <laughs> so, we put up a box for the winner. Uh, that box was actually, um, we got it through Greg Cole. Through the light. Through a the wonderful, light. fantastic store. That was, was uh, I, I wanted to run this event. And I thought, man, um, I like we said earlier, Chris, a goodwill gesture. I was like, I don't want to make people pay for this event. But I need to make it worth playing in. So like I'm I'm ready to just buy a box, right? Like maybe somebody can kind of work with me. And the light was absolutely willing to work with me. And uh we were able to secure prizing for events for you guys and we will continue to hold. So it was awesome. Thank you so much. And we were making the joke it was shit, man. I hope you kept that box that it came in because we're gonna return this sh- return shipping right back to the light. No, Greg actually and yet another generous move. They just get God, they just pile up, Chris. It's a time we're like we keep saying you really are seeing everybody come together in this uh, with everything going on uh and greg's like hey you know what if you guys keeping that box means one more win a box just get me a trophy so we actually reached out to uh one of my local players uh, steve molnar uh offered to make this custom trophy for us and i know Thank i've sent steve. i know i've sent chris pictures and he, we're not going to spoil it but yeah chris just said so cool because it is yeah. it's really dope <laughs> it's really dope it's on my desk right now lit up and uh, and I don't want to give it away, but it says you know winner Gregory Cole on it, so I have to I have to. Yeah. No, it's all right. It'll be uh, it'll be in your hands soon, Greg. We're sending it out tomorrow, and it's really awesome. And uh, and Steve was happy to get this for us, and uh, and I think that you're really gonna like it. And uh, I'm interested in seeing what other trophies like this we can make going forward. So shout I've out to him. I've never had a trophy. This is an honor. I've been playing for three years. I've probably ca- played maybe 10,000 mm-hmm. lifetime games. So it, I, this is unbelievable. This I mean, great, great news for me. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe it. It's such a, it's weird. I, I feel like I'm dreaming. 
Greg, you earned it. I mean, you you crushed a highly competitive event. I mean, oh, we're calling this a win a box, but this was not like this wasn't like oh, show up to locals and forty seven players show up. This was like we're flying people in. Yeah, like insanely good players. Yeah, this was like uh, the win a box side tournament at Nats level. Like, I don't know if you guys were in our booth while me and Berkeley were playing in finals. Berkeley's mm. like, "Hey, Greg, you all right, man? You're so quiet. Is everything cool over there?" And I'm just like, "Berkeley, you have to understand, you're one of the best players in the world. Of course, I'm quiet right now. I'm in, I'm in the tank right now, man." He's, He's in like, the tank. Uh, I don't. He's like, I don't know about that, man. I'm like, look, take it or leave it. You know, it's the it's a fact. It's the truth of the matter. Brian Berkeley is, is one of my local players. We've been playing together in Orange County and over at the light for years. Okay. He is an insane pilot, amazing person, extremely amazing, like community pillar. But this guy, tough as nails, extremely, extremely strong opponent. So that all that time you guys were like were shouting at me to make plays, it's because this dude is a freaking card whiz. He's an amazing card player. Hey, we don't blame you, Greg. We don't blame you. But we gotta, you know, pace a play for the people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry for the delay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. That's why, hey, finals isn't timed, right? For a reason. Because while while we may want you to make a play, uh, I'm not forcing you to make a play. It's true. And, you know, kind of to get back on track going into our main topic, I think, you know, we've been getting a lot more events recently. Um, Obviously, this is, you know, one for us that, you know, we've got to see, you know, some sort of definition to a meta. We had the uh, that Italian tournament. Uh, there's been another Japanese event since recording. I really think we're starting to see now this this blob that was Opus 11 start to take some shape. Because um, we, I, you know, what I guess what I'm getting at first is I really think even though Fire Ice won the event, like we knew that deck was good going in, right? We knew Interceptor Shadow, we knew you know Kadaj, new uh, this new Dark Sephiroth. We knew these were good cards that are going to put that deck into tier one status. Like we knew that, that would, that's, you know, that there's no secrets there. The real, I think the real, um, well, let me back that up a second. We also knew, uh, Braska's final Aeon was an insanely powerful card. Yeah. We knew that was going to be the gatekeeper in this meta. Um, we knew, you know, these final fantasy seven cards were going to be powerful cards and Sephiroth's, um, the uh, sorry, the, the light cloud. cloud the yeah. uh, we knew these were cards that were going to be very, very real. But I think what really stole the show and what is going to define Opus Eleven and possibly even Twelve um, is the Marsh Ritz. Uh, I don't want to say use the word combo, but the the Marsh Ritz combo, or using that for lack of a better term. Um, I, you know, th this. This is a, a set of cards, and we were saying it last night in the weekly that if there were paper tournaments happening right now, Ritz would be a $30 legendary. Yeah, easy. I Straight think. up. But this is this, I mean, look, you look at the decks that were in the finals, Brian Berkeley, like it, it's given birth to just a new way to play Mono Fire. Like he was playing the, the Ifrit control mill deck with. And act with a with a, with an aggro strategy, right? With 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 an aggro out, you know, you're not just playing to mill them out anymore. You can just win with Ritz. She also just gives you so much CP to just continue to play all of that removal from hand. I mean, like like it's the only way you keep up with some of these other decks. No, absolutely, and you can even see it, you know, from the events overseas. You know, Marsh Ritz is popping up in Earth Earth Wind decks, popping up in Mono Fire decks. Fire, fire wind decks 
if there's a way to fix your colors and you can squeeze a red card in there, you're probably going to try to find a way to play Marsh Ritz because you don't need the win CP to play Ritz. You don't even Literally need the discount for Marsh. Yeah. It's it's an insanely powerful one-two punch. Like even you know, even you know Jordan Dank and again Adam Lane to reference him who hasn't touched cards since Opus Nine saw Marsh and Ritz and was like, that might be the best combo in the game right now. And it I would I would say it is. What do you guys think based on what we've seen from these events? How do we think this meta is starting to shape up? You want to go first, John? I can wait. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll talk a little bit because, uh, Greg, we both have insight from watching our respective like online locals and stuff. Uh, Greg, of course, having just crushed this event, has definitely played more than me uh, in these because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm running the events more than I get to play in these Octagon events. Um, but it's just, uh, from a spectator standpoint, this Ritz just is... It's just enabling these decks to just be able to constantly be proactive and still have resources like it which is kind of wild because it ends up being a lot more trades we're seeing a lot of trades a lot of interaction a lot of like people just completely oh excuse me completely removing each other's forwards and like resetting the whole board multiple times but without board wipe cards like oh like oh cloud will break that this will break that i'll barb combo that and like i just killed four of your guys and you're gonna like come back next turn so um i think that we're starting to see any of those like value packages that uh, are especially the ones like Marsh and Ritz that recur the Ritz from the break zone and put two bodies on the field and it's proactive like it's putting a pressure on your opponent they must respond to like those types of plays like shadow to slam a great backup like interceptor down or just the sages or just you know any backup and then put another great guy in your hand like these cards they're just accelerating the board state and I think that that's really like the focal point of Opus 11 or things like that. Um, and, but the thing is, they're in almost every color. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many of those packages right now. Um, I think that people are going to start exploring some more answers to those things instead of just playing them, right? That's always how it is. The first few tournaments for a set, everybody's trying to do their thing, right? There's way less control, and there's a lot more of just like, oh, this is my combo. Um, of course, uh, the Marsh Ritz deck and the Doga decks are all or not the Marsh Ritz deck, sorry, Brian's Mono Fire Marsh Ritz deck um, and the Doga decks are control decks. So they did very well because control decks do do very well in, you know, against those people who are just trying to do their thing. Um, but I think that things like Greg was showing, this deck change, once he knew that these were the decks, once he knew Martian Ritz was going to be in top cut, Chris, he crushed them. Mm-hmm. Because they're not this, like invincible combo it's just that we finally have identified something to target and that gets a lot of the deck builders out there really creating because now they know okay like this is the thing to counter and it gives you just some kind of like you said a shape a structure to like play within and that structure really helps a lot of people because it's almost an overwhelming amount of information and you have like you have no hard data on the performance of the cards you just like know what they all do and you see all the combinations and so tournaments like this really help to put it in perspective. It's cool to see things from the weekly that do well also in the big tournament. And it's interesting to see things, you know, that maybe do so well in the weekly that aren't doing so well in the event itself. Um, we see, you know, when water continue to be able to make these top cuts as Brian's been just practicing and polishing this deck, 
But we also see uh, a lot of the things that we've been seeing in the weeklies that we kept saying we were surprised to not see go further, like the lightning earth decks, things like that, that we know are out there. And they just uh, they weren't performing as well as they have been in the locals for us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting. I think that we're going to move more towards answering what we've seen this last weekend. Mm -hmm. One CP Zolera certainly helps. No, absolutely. And Greg, what are your thoughts? How do you think things are shaping up? Oh my god, I love this game more than I've ever loved this game before. <laughs> the Opus 11 card pool is fantastic. We got the dual decks, and then we got all the cards that came with it for Opus 11. Like, oh, uh, you guys want to talk about gold up in the uh, up in them their heels? They're there now. They're very, they're very. Oh alive. yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm playing a new deck every day, man. I'm yeah, we... <laughs> here, I'm playing with my locals. I'm like, hey, this sounds kind of cool. I want to try it. And I'm the kind of person I can't park ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's something I really want to do and I it, I can't I can't do anything else and I need to just take care of it. I need to stay organized. I need to take care of it. So the deck is made. It's play tested. We get the numbers right. We, we see if it's even worth worthwhile. I'll give you an example. I was testing Ice Earth with 3CP starter Vincent uh, mm -hmm. like a few days ago. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you guys know it doesn't work very well because it doesn't really need Vincent. You don't really go to five too much because mm -hmm. that deck is so aggressive that you can win without him before even using his abilities. So, you know, you have these like ideas and stuff because Barrett is amazing for just drawing cards. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm like, how many times can I use chaos? How many times can I use, you know, uh, Gigas and all that stuff? So I, I, I've been playing a different deck every day. I love it. Um, you know, I, I love... Uh, the enthusiasm we have from our locals, they're always blowing up the chat. They're always blowing up the discord like, hey, can we have a tournament today? And, you know, I'm very, very grateful for the pillars, pillars of our community. You know, Kyle McGinty, Brian Berkeley, you know, all those guys that come out, they play every day. Ryan Chen, you know what I'm saying? They 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 come out and they play every single day. Joseph Lenz, you know, um, all sorts of people from all over the world. Thank you very much for playing every day. So basically what I want to say is the, made, the meta is fantastic. Your guys's, uh, you know, uh, definitions on uh, Berkeley's deck. His deck is absolutely insane. Amazing deck, beautiful deck. I love that the Black Mages discount Marsh's costs because mm -hmm. they count towards the tactics characters. So it's like, how much more, you know, resourceful can you get when Ritz is going to be activating your backups and your Marsh is costing three to be able to play two forwards? One of them is unblockable with haste. Like, the list goes on. It's an absolutely amazing meta. I love it. Um, I'm very, very disappointed that Opus 12 is being delayed. Uh, we can't, so we're going to be losing out on that card pool as well. But I'm a very, very massive fan of Standard and Constructed, and it's because I love playing with all 11 sets all at the same time. It's It's been a wonderful meta. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I think we have, I, I think we've got enough to explore, honestly. I think 11 is so good. We've been talking about this, that it, it's actually like, we don't mind if we're going to stall out on a set, it being Opus 11. This might be the best place if you're that, you know, if we were to look at every single set up to this point and just imagine what's happening now with previous sets, I don't think any of them even come close, come close to just how wide open this one is. This set opened up so many new avenues for so many new categories. And just, you know, this, this is one of those sets that has you just flipping your binders back to opus one two and three and just looking for all of these great synergies 
I'm surrounded by sleeved piles of cards. I'm surrounded by gold, Josh. Yeah, dude. I, gold. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, just uh, there are seven decks. I'm like, like I need to make one more because I, I can make an octopus joke. Uh, if I just had eight arms, I could just reach out in every direction and just absolutely. grab a deck. You know me, man. Toggling and tinkering. <laughs> I love toggling and tinkering. Those are my favorite. No, absolutely, and and also too, you know, there's there's other these these other smaller packages that we were seeing that have been super effective that I think are very important in Opus Eleven, uh, and to kind of focus in on Sharina's deck, you know, we saw the remnants. Remnants did a lot of work for her in that tournament. Like they were, <laughs> they're so good. They're the reason that the Ice Earth deck that Greg was talking about is so aggressive. Yeah. It doesn't need Vincent, which is a funny thing to hear from a deck that used to take people to deck out as its main win con. Mm-hmm. It's funny how how just the shift in the category just Tifa plus remnants. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Kokobo Joe and Emmanuel Anade, both uh, NA Worlds reps. They are rocking that deck right now. FF mm Seven -hmm. Ice Earth is insane. Love it. Oh, Chocobo Joe is rocking uh, the Earth Wind Day. Earth. Yeah. Oh, he crushed me at the uh, RBA locals with Ice Earth Seven. Well, yeah. Well, he, he just loves seven decks in general. And I know he's, he did make a switch over to uh, uh, Earth Wind 7. Dude, he has which... won like four local weeks in a row. We are weeks. Local way. Why? Local why? Local weeks in a row with uh, that deck. And somebody said, Joe, are you just going to keep playing that deck? And he said, I will play it until people start playing it. <laughs> and he doesn't mean because he will switch off because he doesn't want to play what other people are playing. He means he's going to play it until people notice, until Senpai notices him. It's true. It's true. I, I think we can all agree that we want to give a big shout out to uh, Hobby Japan and uh, the uh, the designers of the cards for this set. It's, it's been absolutely amazing, guys. So thank you very much. Uh, Kageyama, shout out. Yeah, I mean, this set is, uh, is incredible. So if there is, you know, to kind of round out like the meta talk, because obviously we're seeing the shape up here with these certain packages, these certain archetypes. And um, obviously, you know, one one of the ones that we forgot to mention but i know john you've been very vocal about um you know we're seeing old layak make a return oh. layak and fiona it just seemed gross because it is absurd yeah um and i know that's like a cornerstone in a lot of the doga decks yeah it's like wow how do you only play one doga and it's like well they have you know fiona can search for any character <laughs> fiona with layak is when they attack you if you got, you know, Fiona and five backups down, that's the exact CP needed to just tap your backups again to search your deck for any character. So Layak's a one CP, just like attack out, spend your CP, then draw a card, search for any character before your turn, yeah. which is insane yeah. in a late game control deck. That um, that moment when your opponent is so ahead, they use Fiona over and over and over again on you with just their backups. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, it's like RIP. Yeah, you, you know, you know, you've lost when like it's not even off the layout, right? When they just for their turn, they're like, "Yeah, I guess I'll just search for a character and uh, keep this going." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so just search for exactly what makes you lose. Okay, one more. Yeah, and then it makes you you're able to like play these silver bullets um, and cards like BFA that don't match your colors at all. You're just like, "Oh yeah, that guy will just hang out in the deck, and then once I'm ready, I'll just go ahead and yank him out." And speaking of not matching colors at all. And cards that have just been insane and been absolutely everywhere, Chris. It's Tiro. Oh, T Tiro. Tyro, Tiro, Tiro, whatever. Meta-defining. Very much so. <laughs> what a wild lad. What a crazy little boy. Well, he's the reason you can play Marsh and Marsh Ritz and whatever really fucking deck you want to play it in. 
Yeah, dude. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can play damn near anything in any deck you want, as long as you know you can fit yellow cards. You can fix everything. Pretty much, yellow cards fix everything. Um, now, as, as far as some notable differences from 10, 10.5 to 11, obviously, Wind Water is not going anywhere. I just feel like you see less people playing it. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, they didn't really get much new. Like, really, the only thing you're seeing out of them is probably Pandemonium. Um, that's really the big thing you're seeing for, with Wind Water right yeah. now, which is fine. I mean, redundant effects are good for a reason, right? Um, you're seeing, you don't see it so much here. Uh, uh, Kyle McGinty was the only one playing Ran Pair that I noticed at uh, the uh, Battle Simulator tournament. Um, but over in Japan, you're still seeing Ran Pair. You're seeing uh, Duncan actually playing it uh, with a very heavy 15 focus. And he's been doing very, very well in the events over there. Like, I want to say this most recent event, he was X1. Um, and then I think he finished seventh at the event before that. Um, with this very 15 heavy ram pair list, which I actually really, really enjoy because that's a that's a package. The the Kingsblade stuff is something that I noticed was was very much absent uh, from this event this past weekend. And yeah. it's not because I don't think those cards are good. I just don't think I just don't think anybody was on it. I think there's just so much to explore that people have gravitated to certain things. Yeah, um, we've seen how powerful they can be. The Kingsblade packages it gets very very silly very quick and like you said we've actually seen that deck a lot in both eu and japanese tournaments mm -hmm. so like the sky is still the limit while while it does have a shape it's still a very loose shape it's very much just a and it, agreed it's, agreed it's just a very just a very you know like like a like a just a pot of noodles just thumping <laughs> along you know what i mean <laughs> just thumping along yeah it's exactly that's exactly what this meta is chris is a pot of noodles just thumping along just thumping along i can't think of a more perfect metaphor a metaphor oh the meta <laughs> oh the metaphor oh my god that joke is too meta for me oh <laughs> oh goodness god how many layers deep are we let's just climb back out before we get lost like a bean dip. <laughs> get on the get the ladder get me out of this hole oh man i've dug myself oh goodness well we're gonna go ahead and you know start wrapping this up the last main topic here um you know grab grab your polio blankets it's time time for that little fireside chat that we've been liking to have Especially during these trying times, John, may I offer you a polio blanket in this trying time? Thank you, Craig. Oh, oh, this is this is pretty warm. It's soft, it's soft, and it'll be your undoing. Make sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's like I, I I heard that in Bane's voice. It'll be your undoing. It'll, it'll be, be your reckoning. It shall be your reckoning. Oh my goodness! So, Greg, you know another thing we want to do. You know, you you are. A, you know, it's pretty unanimous that you're a, you know, a cornerstone of this community. You know, you're very warm. You're very welcoming. Um, you know, you're very instrumental. I see when every, when, when new players post, you're always like the first one there to be like, welcome. You know, hey, ask, ask around. You know, if you have questions, there's tons of people here to help you. You know, you make your marketplace posts. Everything is just warm and inviting and just now. When know, Greg makes a bump, he says, good morning, everybody. Yeah, it, it <laughs> so he, yeah, yeah, like it's the most friendly bumps I've ever seen. Indeed, indeed. So, so Greg, you know, I, I think the question on everybody's mind is, you know, how are you? How is everything going for you during this pandemic? 
you know, I'm, yeah, I know you're a very social, social creature. How, how are, how have things been going for you? You know, not just for you in general, but like for the card scene for, you know, just, just we want to know, we want to know how you're doing. You mean like, uh, like my life, day to day? In, in, in life, in cards, everything. The, the, the interrogation of Shadow Greg, take three. Um, I'm okay. I, I'm, uh, I haven't seen my family since the pandemic started. Uh, they, they live, uh, they have their own house. Uh, so I live with Ricardo shout out. Um, and, uh, we both, uh, you know, we, we jam games sometimes in the backyard, sometimes in the kitchen. Um, I've been cool. I just been, uh, I, I go to Cal Poly Pomona. So, um, I've been studying. We just had finals right now. It's, it's not done yet. And then, um, so I've been doing that. And then, uh, just playing cards with the community, doing shipping for the store online. Um, the store is actually closed. Um, it's over in Azusa right now. It's illegal to operate a non-essential business in California. So, um, you know, it's just there, just sitting there, locked, nothing going on over there. Um, and uh, I remember when um, the emergency situation started happening and uh, day by day, uh, hour by hour, stuff started becoming illegal um, for uh, public gatherings. I just automatically let everybody know that uh, Opus 11 pre-release was canceled and that uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, stop operations until uh, further notice. Uh, so I'm okay. Um, uh, shop's fine. Um, just uh, doing my best. And I, I really, really appreciate the support from everybody. Um, uh, that's uh, getting boosters and singles and accessories and, uh, uh, you know, allowing me to uh, the honor and the privilege to be able to serve you guys uh, during the pandemic. And um uh, give people, uh, especially hobbyists and, uh, uh, you know, our, uh, our tribe, um, the ability to do what we love during, uh, some very, very dangerous times, but thank you for asking. And, uh, I, I really didn't expect that. So thank you. Well, we like to know, and, um, you know, of course, Greg. You, Greg, I've been, I've been passing the time when I'm not playing Final Fantasy trading card games. I have been balls deep in streets of rage Four. Clean up the streets. Yes, indeed. I played today. I got the last unlockable character today. Oh, like a Shiva. Yeah, it, yeah, he he's wearing like a blue, uh, like Ryu Ken outfit, like a Marvel. <laughs> a gi. Yeah, so I I got him today. I haven't tested him out yet. I got a little bit of time to test out the guy that has the rocket arm. It's like robotic and it stretches out when he punches. Ah, uh, Doctor Z. Blades for God's sake! Sorry, sorry. It's, it's aggressive in line. That's what it's called. I saw him on the cover of the Nintendo um, cartridge cover at the video rental store in the '90s when I was there with my mom, and I was like, "Oh, I'm renting this for sure. This guy is so cool! Like, whoa, what is this guy? What are they fighting? Like, he's in a bar? Like, he's only a kid. How is he in a bar? You know?" And I, I was like, "They let anybody in with the rollerblades, man." Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure enough. I just like I, I I rented it that day, and my mom got it for me, and I was able to play it at home. And I've been in love with the game since. The soundtrack is just absolutely influential. Oh yeah, fucking fire! Whoa, <laughs> <Terrifying>. <laughs> I know that move. That's it. That's the old axe look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Boop. Oh, boop. 
with that being said, <laughs> get that hot turkey. That hot turkey. Oh, it's piping hot. Yeah. The turkey is piping hot when you kick open that oil drum. How is that possible? And the glazed apples. Mm, mm. Or you can change it to pizza and burgers and fries, which I think is really dope. Yeah, you can make it like sushi and all kinds of crazy stuff. I did not know this. Yeah. Wow, this is great. Yeah, you can change the food pickups for the large food and the small food in the um, in the menu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Greg, you've surely put on like the the classic soundtrack, right? Yeah, I put the classic soundtrack on because I don't really like the current OST for Super Whoa. I think it's okay, but I, love I would it. rather. I, love it. I, I have I'm to sorry. flip back and forth. I mean to be rude. No, it's okay. It's okay. Listen to the old. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's very different. That's for sure. But I do really like how dynamic it is, and uh, stage two is probably my favorite. So I I find myself like I have a really tough time on stage one because I just want to hear go straight. Yeah. And so yeah. I usually go there, and then I switch back for stage two. Cause I don't, I I'm like eh on the uh, the bridge song anyway. I get like horrible flashbacks to Jet in hard mode, and uh, Same. It, yeah. And so then you know I really really like the music on the second stage, and then I, I you know I flip back and forth after that. You'd like to toggle. You're that's right. I'm a toggler. I'm a toggler. You know this. I think the best way I could describe the um the Streets of Rage OST like the first ones from the retro songs is that they're just very charming. Oh yeah, for sure. So charismatic about them that they've just been in our ears and in our memories for for decades now, up until the the release of of number. Oh, and and still, I mean, we we were singing them earlier. <laughs> I, I'd sing it right now. No, but they yeah, uh definitely. they they're just good. I could listen to them on loop. Like they're just great, timeless songs. Mm. Yeah, timeless. Yep, timeless. Cherry's my girl. Cherry's my. Uh, I really really enjoy playing Cherry. Right, right. Get them the so long cool. combo chains. Good, good, good combo. Indeed, and I'm gonna jump back on it once we finish up here. So, Greg, before we wrap up, any shout outs? Anybody you want to thank? I just want to thank you guys. Uh, thank the entire community. Uh, thank you guys for holding us all together during the pandemic, and you know, uh, everybody working together to be able to keep the community alive and well. And you know, I look at the situation, I say. You know, I never expected this to be so cooperative. I never expected everyone to be, uh, you know, using so much togetherness and so much, you know, uh, family, uh, you know, values during the pandemic for Final Fantasy TCG. You know, I highly anticipated for my locals and myself and everyone else to be tired of uh, playing the game or not even being able to play in person, uh, you know, during this time. I, I, I really... Uh, it's surpassing my uh, expectations like tenfold. So uh, thank you guys for everything that you do for the community, uh, working together with everyone and, uh, you know, especially working together with us, um, you know, and uh, thank you to uh, everybody out there, all of the, the, the players at, at both of our locals that come out every single week, sometimes multiple times and to the RVA events on the weekends, the big ones like on Saturday and um, uh, just everybody out there for just being so awesome right now. I think this is, this is exactly what we need. It's it's very obvious, but when we when we think that even if it's what we need, that it's too much of a cost for people to uh, to actually do in reality, I'm very 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 um, impressed and inspired that people are uh, not letting down and people are actually sticking this out and and fighting the good fight during the pandemic for for the FFTCG and just as friends together. Well said, well said. I, I don't think there's a better way to sign off other than 
kicking over the trash can and getting the steaminess, piping, hottest ass turkey you can find. It's off, John. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. 